Hello guys, and welcome to the Cashflow Queens podcast. Today we have on Samantha. She is a mortgage agent and she specifically works with first-time home buyers and gives us all a lot of great tips that we can use. And she also talks about her own investment journey. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello guys, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Queens podcast. Today we have on Samantha. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. No worries. (laughs) Um, So today we're actually kind of getting into the mortgage side of things, which I'm excited about because we haven't had too many mortgage agents on and I have a lot of my own questions. So thank you for being here. I guess, um, do you just kind of want to give us an overview of why you became a mortgage agent or a little bit about yourself? Okay, so um, about me, um, I worked in in corporate finance um, for going on 10 years. Um, I handled like... Canada Finance, and then I did Canada Bankruptcy. Mm. Um, so I'm a numbers I'm a numbers girl. Nice. Um, so basically, I started wanting to own property, trying to figure out what exactly it is, how do you get into it, and then that kind of just intrigued my my interest on the number side of the mortgages. Um, so that's pretty much it. So okay. I reached out. I had um, a realtor friend. She was in contact with one of uh, my mortgage mentors. Mm. Um, we kind of discussed and then kind of took it from there. And it's been about a year and a half that I've been uh, doing this now. Yay. Okay, awesome. And so you were in corporate finance before? Yes. Okay. And so that's kind of like, a, I guess, kind of a natural segue into mortgages? So natural-ish, okay. Okay. Um, just in regards to numbers, um, just having the ideas like, I guess, I guess the background of like addition, your math. And yeah. Yeah. Like, that's like the typical. But, yeah. um, so just an eye on numbers. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of the transition was easy in mm-hmm. that sense. But again, it's like the other side of like meeting people and totally like, in my other world. I don't meet a lot. I don't meet a lot of people. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. And, um, and you said you want to get your own property. So you don't have a property as of yet, but that's something that you are aspiring to do. Yeah. So okay. that's basically why I started looking into mortgages, trying okay. to figure out exactly how it works. Okay. Um, when it comes to down payment, I hear a lot of questions about down payment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so learning about that and just, you learn so much just being involved in it. Um, that, yeah, I, my next step is to own my own. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And um, okay. So before we jump into that, what's your typical client? Who do you typically work with? So typically right now it's first time home buyers. Um, I have a lot of clients who have issues with credit, bad credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just getting them to start up a plan, figure out exactly what they need to do to get their credit to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need perfect credit. And I think that's another like myth out there is that you need to have perfect credit. Um, there are ways around it. Mm-hmm. And you, as long as you have a plan and you have a mortgage person that you can work with, um, you can buy a house. Okay. Yeah. All right. So credit. So what credit do you feel like you need to get a mortgage? Okay. So like <laughs> I, yeah. right now, 620 and up, okay. obviously beautiful. Okay. Um, if you have five, like in the 500s, it's going to be harder, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways that we can look at it. We can, I pull your credit reports, mm-hmm. we look at it. If you have credit card debts, car loans, like whatever your is on there, we'll take a look and try and get you to pay off the right ones so that you can have an, um, your credit score increase. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say, like, if you're in the 500s, you, you can get you can qualify for a mortgage. Just your down payment is going to be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. So I think that also people don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at like around 35 percent. Um, so if, not not the 20, not the 20. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. But that's if you have bad 
bad bad bad credit. Bad credit. Bad okay. Bad credit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> but you create a plan with them. So what kind of plan yes. would you create with them to better their credit? So what I'll do is kind of get an idea as to what exactly they want to qualify for. So if it's like mm. a condo, if it's a, a semi-detached, kind of get the numbers as to what you're looking for, and then figure that part out. Because credit is only one part of the equation. The equation totally. Um, so I need to know like how much you have for your down payment, what your credit score is, and then also what you do like for your full-time job. Mm. Um, so all of those, and then also your debt. So all of those mm. play a part in itself. Um, again, your credit's one portion. It's a major portion, but I don't want it to be like your end-all be-all. Like if I don't have good credit, like I won't get qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, so just looking at that, yeah. Okay. So if they're looking at like a condo versus a semi or detached, um, what changes there? So it doesn't re- just, it's I just guess, a number? more than okay. amount. Okay, so okay. like the amount that you would qualify for. So like your okay. condos are obviously going to be the cheaper of the three. Yeah. Um. So I, I like to start off if you have really bad credit. Yeah. I'd say like start off with a condo, see what you can do. Condos are ranging from like three to like six-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I know they're going up, but <laughs> um, you can probably qualify for that right away and then use that as like your start mm-hmm. and then kind of either you're going to stay in there for a year, stay like either rent it out, whatever you want to do and then build the equity and then you can look at your other properties um, okay. based off of that. Okay. Okay. And then, so what are the, what's the whole puzzle piece of getting a mortgage then? You kind of mentioned it, but like credit card. And- so you need your credit. Yeah. <laughs> you need your income. Okay. And income comes with like your debts and then your down payment. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So then credit, I didn't know you would need up to 35% down if you had crappy credit. If you have crappy credit, okay. it depends. So like we have, like as a mortgage agent, we work with a lot of um, lenders mm-hmm. Again, like your A lenders are going to be like your perfect credit. Mm. Your B's is kind of like, I wouldn't, I'd say like 620, like you may get to like a five, maybe like 580. Mm. Um, Anything less than that, you can try and get to a B lender. Some may accept, but if they don't, then we would have to push you over to a a private lender. Mm. When you're with a private lender, we kind of have to have a plan because private lenders are not forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we try to do is say, okay, if you're going to be with a private lender, you're going to do this for, let's say, a year to two years, Mm -hmm. but we have like an exit plan for you so Ah. that we can get you into a B um, lender. Okay, cool. Um, And then, okay, so sorry, what's the difference between A, B, and private then? Okay, so A is like your typical large banks like CIBC, TD, Scotia, those. Mm -hmm. Um, Your Bs are like your credit unions. or like you can your B lenders can also still be like your TDs and whatnot. Okay. But like we have credit unions for like your Bs, and then your private lenders are like more people who are investors. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so like private money. Private money. Okay. Um. So, but they that is they're strict strict on certain things like they even like the type of property that they're even going to lend on. Oh, okay. And yeah. the rates are higher, right? Yes. Like very high. That's why you yeah. want to exit strategy? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then for A and B, like what, do they have different programs they offer for A? I guess you can do that 5% down. So you, it depends on, again, the purchase price. So the 5% mm-hmm. is if it's 500, um, l- less than 500,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 10% between 500 to um, 9 point, or it's 999. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's your 20% after uh, 1 million. Okay. It's so funny. They always say that it's 5% for first-time homebuyers, but it's, it's not. Really not. Yeah. No. It depends. Again, it depends, it depends if you're price. looking at yeah, the price. Yeah. It's all based on the price. It's kind of dumb, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but And then I know that there's different things that they offer, like um, like HELOCs. Do you know about HELOCs? So you have oh, yeah. your HELOC, which is your home equity line of credit. Mm-hmm. So that's 
once you have your mortgage, mm-hmm. you can pull out equity um, from your home and then you can use that. So again, like let's say we you had your first um, your first property mm-hmm. and we said you're going to get a condo. Let's say you, you say, okay, I'm going to be here for a year. Mm-hmm. From there, we'll take, if you have equity in your home after the one year, yeah. we can use that and use that towards your second um your second property. Okay. And then can you get a HELOC with a B lender? Yes. Can you? Yes. Okay. I've, I've heard mixed things from different mortgage agents, like a cash out refi or something. So, I mean, like they all kind of are the okay, same. Like okay. obviously like different lenders are going to offer different things, mm. but you got to read the fine print. Okay. <laughs> um, but there are, there are ways around it. Okay. Okay, cool. And then um, do you know, do you know a lot about the purchase plus program thing for renovations? No. no. Okay. Okay. No. It's something a little bit more investor focused, but I've heard a little bit about it, but I think it's new. So I don't know too much about it. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Okay. That's my first time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amazing. And then you were talking about job as well. Obviously that's another big um, component of it. Yes. Um, and so do you typically have to beat your job for two years and show tax receipts? So that? you have to show your, your notice of assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, what we like to say is you, you don't have to be at your job for the two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of want to say like, so let's say, I don't know, you went from, I don't know, a bank to another bank. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So it's technically like the same industry. Um, so it's kind of your kind your salary is typically going to be the same. Mm. So that's what we look at if it is not two years. Um, but if you're going from like full, like, em, like employed mm-hmm. to like self-employment, that's where the two years kind of sticks. Okay. So for self-employment, you have to have like your T1 and you have to have it for the, the two years. Okay. Um, before I get into self-employment, the uh, can you use your bank statements? Yes. Okay. So you can. Again, it depends on exactly what you're looking for. Mm. Um, we use the bank statements just to show like what your income is on a on a. I say like a monthly basis, but, yeah. Um, just so that they have an idea as to how much money is coming in. Okay. So some at that point it depends on when you are qualifying, you may not have filed your T1 or T4. Mm. So that's just kind of like our backup to say, okay, it hasn't been filed. We don't have an exact amount as to what I have earned for mm-hmm, the year. Mm-hmm. So this is just kind of my backup to say, okay, this is what I'm potentially supposed to earn for the remainder of the year. Okay. And then for your down payment, does it have to be in your bank account for a certain amount of months? Yeah. Okay. So, so it does. It's nine. So they like 90 days. Okay. Um, if you have like gifts or anything, just kind of keep it in for mm. at least 90 days. Mm. They look at like 30 days is wiggle room. Mm. Um, but if you can keep it in, don't have it under your mattress. Don't have it somewhere <laughs> stored else. Yeah. Um, keep it in your bank account. You can conjoin bank accounts. Okay. But if you do use like if you transfer from one to one, they just want to see what was in the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. They want to see it all. Yeah. Okay. And then um, self-employed people. Can they yes. go with A-lenders? It's... It's iffy. Um, All I've seen, like, from myself is a lot of B lenders or private. Mm. Just depends on, again, the the purchase price. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting an A is you're going with the top banks. Mm -hmm. And, again, they're basically, like, when you're self-employed, you Mm -hmm. don't, like, people do a lot of write-offs. Yeah. They don't really claim exactly how much they make. So that's where it becomes sticky. Mm. Um, So I've seen a lot more B lenders and then private lenders for self-employed. Okay. And then is there anything that changes there? Like, I guess you would have to do 20% down, but do you need like, like three years of bank statements or something like that instead of two? So your your bank statement is usually like six months to a year. Mm. Um, And then your, your deposit is the same. It follows the same um, categories as like the 5%, 10%, 20%. Okay. That, um, that's all. Okay. The same. same. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then write-offs, like I've heard mixings about this too. Um, 
like, am I okay to write things off? And then is, but does that affect my bottom line? So it affects it because when you write it off, you're not claiming it. So it depends. Again, you obviously don't want to, I guess as a self-employed, you don't want to show that you're making millions, Mm -hmm. but because you're going to pay millions (laughs) in taxes. But at the same time, if you are looking to qualify, you have to figure out what you're doing because the next, the last, the last two years Mm. are prime. Okay. So. If like, let's say today you're like, okay, I want to buy a house tomorrow. Like Mm. you, like last year's is going to affect you for like when you go to qualify. Okay. Like the last two years. The last, well, the last year and then this year, like when it, because you would be qualifying like the next year or whatever. Um, Last year's like 2020. Well, I guess we're almost at the end of April. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's crazy. (laughs) Your taxes taxes are due April 30th. Yeah. But so you would have your 2022 and your 2021. So those are the two years right now. If you were to qualify right now, those are the two years that you would need. Okay. And um, sorry about write-offs. Because I've, so that does affect your buying power then. Yeah. Okay, I've heard, like, yeah. that's what I always ask. I've, everybody has said yes, but I had one mortgage agent that said, like, no, like, write off everything. It doesn't matter. Like, that's a different... No, different- so it depends. Like, again, it depends on what your, like, what your goal is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to write off everything, you're not going to earn as as yeah. much money. Mm-hmm. So it's going to show that you're not earning it that, man- that much money. You can mm-hmm. use, if it, let's say you have, let's say, $40,000 is what you've claimed. Mm-hmm. And if you have your bank statements to, to show that you have made more you can use that mm. so it just depends again on the lender on, on everything that's going on but you can use your bank statements but you have to have it in the, all in your account for yeah. the six months to at least a year all in your account for six months to a year well like okay. not all the money okay. but like showing like the deposits okay okay yeah. okay <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I have so many questions I'm sorry like no spending <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right oh, I was just gonna ask something else and I forget Nope, I forget. Okay, so let's, I guess, transition into your investment property. Like, what are you looking to get? So I'm actually looking to get a rental. Okay. I kind of want to, I'm looking at like, I think it's like a quadruplex. I think that's what it's called. Quadru- a fourplex? fourplex okay. Quadruplex, whatever. <laughs> I thing. love that. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so that's my goal. Okay. Um, I know I'm going to have to do it like far away and like never, never land. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I would like to do. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working towards. Okay, fourplex. And so yeah, location, I guess, would have to be farther. And yes. are you looking to live in one unit or no? I haven't really decided. Just depends on the location because I have young kids. Mm, okay. Um, so I'm in Brampton and their whole life is in Brampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of one reason why also I haven't really like solely said, okay, I want to do this is because their lives are here and Brampton is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I might look at further, see what I can do, and then probably use my equity mm. and then build and, and get a place in, in Brampton. I like it. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, sorry. So you already you own your primary residence. So I don't own oh, my okay. home right now. Um, I actually went through a little breakup. So okay, I okay. kind of like started fresh. Mm. Um, we, we did, but mm. started fresh. And I, because I wanted to stay in the same area mm-hmm. and that area is way too expensive to own. Yeah. Um, so I said, okay, let me have baby steps. And then I also wasn't 100% sure where I wanted to stay. Mm. So I said, you know what? Kids are here. They're already set up. Stay here and mm-hmm. then kind of figure it out after. Okay. And that's cool that you went right to a fourplex. Like, did you, how did you even know about fourplexes? Like, so again, now being in the mortgage yeah. world, you see a lot. You like, you learn so much. Mm-hmm. Um, never before did I think, oh, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just being exposed to it, we talk about just 
obviously like revenue coming in. Totally. If you can have some passive income, by all means, Mm -hmm. like that's the route that I am trying to go (laughs) because I'm not trying to work forever. Yeah. Um, And then I also, I got kids, they're in sports, they're in dance, Mm -hmm. it costs a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what avenue to go Mm. to kind of generate as much income as I possibly Totally. Okay. Amazing. And so that's kind of your motivation, I guess, is like obviously your kids and then like a exit strategy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going back to that, but now I remember my question. (laughs) Sorry. So on a uh, property around 500,000, like how much would income would you need to qualify? So we do it based off like four times, whatever your income is. Okay. Yeah. So again, you have to look at like your debts, your debts is major because your debts going to bring it down. So we have like a ratio um, that we look at. Okay. Um, so we'll take whatever your income is, how much debt you have, and then a percentage is created. Um, from that percentage, we can figure out what exactly, like what lender you would qualify for mm. and then how much you would qualify for. Okay. And then your debts bring it down. So like yeah. even student loans and things So like your that. student loan, the problem is I think a lot of people think like you got to pay like $100 on your student loan. Like if, if your student loan, like your minimum payment is let's say 10 bucks 15 bucks mm-hmm. pay that because <laughs> mm. we can base it off to say that your payments are 15 dollars okay not we're not going after like your forty thousand dollar balance oh okay it's the payment amount. oh really yeah so okay. even for your car payments um we're not looking at your balance we're looking at your monthly payments oh yeah. interesting okay so like anything that you have if you have any minimum payment like your credit cards you have a minimum payment pay that amount mm-hmm. um consistently mm-hmm. and you're you're fine mm-hmm. um we don't we don't look so over you don't that. look at the overall balance like unless I'm talking to you and like unless you, it's outrageous <laughs> okay like that's probably it that's probably just my plan for you to hey you need to clear this up yeah but when it comes to like inputting your information into our system the balance I don't say it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter it's okay. your monthly payments that we look at so that's why they always say like don't buy a car before closing yeah okay because so you don't want to buy the car before closing because mm-hmm. also they pull your credit Oh, I see, I see, So I see. if they pull your credit, we're basing your credit off of, a let's say, a 620. That's your score that we pulled today. Mm-hmm. You go buy a car tomorrow, your credit's going to go down. Okay, and that could be a big monthly that, payment. So that's where the percentage comes into play. Okay. So, like, if you're, like, real tight on the percentage, mm-hmm. 1% can throw you off and can get you, disco- like, <sighs> un- like unqualified Ooh. for a mortgage. So that's why we say don't do anything. Uh- <laughs> Wait till closing. Yeah. Once you have closing and you have the keys in your hand, mm-hmm. by all means, kind of do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But don't do anything in the process of getting your mortgage. Okay. And then um, co-signers. Yeah. How do those work? So co-signers are great. And are I they? Okay. Everybody needs to have a co-signer. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I should say everybody, but if you can qualify by yourself, <laughs> obviously you can. But um, there's a lot of, I would say, like a lot of like in like single women mm. who I have found who are looking for homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always said like you need to look at a co-signer. So your income, again, it, let's say you make $50,000. You're only going to qualify for what your $50,000 income is going to allow. Mm-hmm. If you have a co-signer, we're going to bring in that person. Let's say they're at $70,000. Now that $50,000 and $70,000, you have $120,000. Really? So now it's a benefit to you because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, now I can qualify for more. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say if you are by yourself and you don't like – if you have a friend, if you have parents, anybody that you can get that can kind of co-sign for you, mm-hmm. I highly recommend and then also, so if you're looking at two years, are you taking the average from both those years? So we do take the average okay. um, just to kind of get the guideline as to like 
approximate how much you're going to make. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then the co-signer, they both have to be on the mortgage then. Yeah. Okay. And then when can you like kick them off the mortgage? Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends also, uh, again, it's, I always say this, it depends on the, on the lender. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've seen where like you've, they have been on for a year mm-hmm. um, and then you can kind of kick them off, but then you still have to qualify by yourself at some point. So mm-hmm. you just kind of want to make sure that you can still qualify for it. Okay. Um, I would say if you really want, like I'd, I personally would keep them on for at least two to three years okay. to try and figure it out because um, then you're going to have to refinance. And mm-hmm. when you refinance, that's your next. <laughs> when you refinance, you got to make sure you could qualify for it. Okay. Um, oh, I keep forgetting my questions, but okay. <laughs> so refinancing then, um, how does that work? Like I guess you can either force appreciation through like renovations or you can just wait for the market to naturally appreciate, but then – like, how does refinancing, I don't even know how it works on the mortgage side. So refinance, it's interesting. Um, so let's say you do renovations mm-hmm. or let's say you want to do renovations. Let's say you do take some of the equity that you have and you put it into renovations. Again, you're going to have to get an appraisal, figure out how much now your property is now worth. Mm-hmm. You can then take that and do a refinance. So like, let's say you sold your property, you'd refinance your property as is after you get the appraisal. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say now you've gone from 500 to a million dollars. Now you have more equity. Mm -hmm. So now you can go and refinance your mortgage to, if you want to go to another place, you can go to another place, you can bring that with you. Mm -hmm. It's just taking what you already have over to like an existing, like another, sorry, another lender Mm -hmm. um, to qualify you at a lower rate. Okay. So if I go from, no, I know, but I like it. I like it. So if I go from 500 to a mil, I can just take out 500,000 from that property. So you can't take out the full five, 500. So Mm -hmm. when you have like a HELOC, you can take up to 80%. Okay. Some lenders I think are a little different, but I know up to 80% you can withdraw for yourself. Um, They don't want you to be like, House, 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 house broke. broke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, house robbed. <laughs> um, so you can take up to 80% out, and then from there you can use that to do whatever you want. Do you have want. to repay that or anything? Your that, HELOC? Yeah. No. No, okay. No. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, and then co-signers, because my brain is everywhere today. Co-signers, um, you... They don't need to pay the mortgage. Like if I have like a co-signer on and I'm like, I'm paying, we don't have to do it like no, together. Okay. But they're, everything that they're involved with it as well, like when it comes to like their debts, their mm, incomes, mm-hmm. all that, that all still matters. Mm, okay. Interesting. I'm I'm just thinking a lot today. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. And then I guess we're already nearing the end of the podcast. Crazy. I'm just asking the questions I want to ask today. So <laughs> that's fine. But I just want to know um, your future goals. Like I know you want that fourplex, but do you have like future goals of doing real estate investing? So I do, if I, I, you know, it's crazy. I watch this guy. I don't know his Instagram, mm-hmm. but um, he's so, it's interesting what he's doing. Mm. He's literally taking like rental properties. He's renting them out, but then turning them into like Airbnbs and all these things mm-hmm. and like making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the route I want to go, like to do that with rentals mm. or if I want to just own multiple. I know I want to own multiple across, I'd say North America. Oh, just wow, okay. to have like my own spot yeah. where I want to go. <laughs> Um, but again, I think it's more like at some point I'm 34. Wow. I would like to retire. Like my goal, I honestly want to retire in my forties. Okay. Wow. So So if I can have some passive income coming in so I can kind of enjoy life, enjoy the kids, Mm -hmm. 
that's my goal. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> we need to have you back on here in like six years when you hit 40. <laughs> um, okay, amazing. And then what would you recommend to like mortgage agents getting into the market to stay? Like, I guess like even just becoming a mortgage agent, what would you recommend? Um, do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, find a brokerage that you actually enjoy working for. I know that's kind of hard because you kind of don't know like until you're in it. Mm. Um, but speak to a lot of mortgage agents. Um, and then I would say kind of... Have the idea of this is not going to, like, start right away. Like, this is a process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even when I started, I thought, oh, I'm going into into mortgages. This is going to be so fun. This is me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a process. You're not going to have, like, 10 clients right away. It You have to work. Mm-hmm. And, like, so if you think you're not work, you don't have to work, like, get that thought out of your out of your mind. Mm-hmm. you got to put some work down. You there, the end all is great, but mm-hmm. you got to put, you got to start and you got to put your foot down and, and work hard. When did you get your first deal? I got my, so I got my first deal. Um, where I got in June, I want to say maybe like six months after. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's pretty, that's typical. That's even yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Usually it's like a year or something. It's so real yeah. estate mortgages, very similar. It takes a long time and you go in and you're like, I'm going to be rich. Like, or like yes. selling sunset. I don't know. Yes. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Six it's months a in. process. Yeah. And I think it, it's a snowball because now it, it is hard for me as well. And now like being almost like two years in, I feel more traction happening. Yeah. So I'm like, it is a snowball. When people quit like two, three years in, I'm like, you've just created this momentum. Like, don't yeah. don't give don't up. Yeah. Don't give up. <laughs> and I think that would be the, the biggest thing is don't give up. Mm-hmm. Like it may be slow, but like just be consistent. Mm-hmm. If you're consistent, then then I it'll you'll reap the benefit like after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. All yeah. right. Cool. Okay. Well, <laughs> let them know where they can follow you on social and I'll take it down below as well. Okay, cool. So my social media is actually strategic sima dot mortgages. Um, <laughs> that's my Instagram. And then I have it also on like LinkedIn. It's just strategic Sima. Um, and then, yeah, that's where you can Do you have Facebook me. too? Facebook, yeah. Strategic okay. Sima. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll link yeah. it all down below. And you're on LinkedIn too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Does it, yeah. Do you like it? Um, do you find like a lot of clients on there? Or? So I don't find, okay, I won't say clients. I mm-hmm. find a lot of realtors. So realtors mm. will reach out and a lot of like, um, well, if you want to do like investments, a mm. lot of like investors will reach out as well okay. to kind of get an idea. But I don't know if it's a lot of like spam. Mm. That's my only thing. Um, but there are a lot of real realtors on on uh, LinkedIn. Okay. And I know that you're like a newer mortgage agent. Um, sorry, I'm starting the podcast again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but how did you find your clients mainly? So through realtors. So okay, what you we, do. Okay. yeah, so I work um, close with realtors mm. whenever they're like, it's kind of like the fit, like if it's the right fit type thing. Mm. Um, I work with them. They have a client. It's kind of like, are you going to your bank? What are you doing? Mm. And then a lot when people are going to the bank, we kind of just say, hey, do you want a second opinion? Just mm-hmm. to kind of see because the banks are only going to offer you one product. And they work from nine to five. Yes. Yeah. And they're not licensed. Oh, oh, really? No. Oh, weird. I know. Ah. Yeah. Okay. We'll go to strategic Sima. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast thank today. You. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you.